Hello and welcome to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. I'm Emma, a mama of two girls, an ex-nursery practitioner and the creator of the Non-Perfect Parents Club. The Non-Perfect Parents Club is all about support, honesty, truths, acknowledging that none of us can be perfect parents because it's impossible and basically just speaking the unspoken. The only rule here is no judgment allowed. I love hearing people's stories, I love finding out about other parents, their family dynamics, their values and how they tick. So that is what this podcast is going to be. Some great honest conversations about parenting, hopefully delving into some nitty gritty thoughts and feelings that will make us all laugh, cry and sigh a big sigh of relief. Hello and welcome back to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. After a few, a massive technical difficulty, today I am joined by Molly, who I'm going to let introduce herself. Thank you for joining me today, Molly. Shall we get straight into the questions? Yes, we shall. Okay. So, I'm almost 28. I'm a mother to Aura, who is almost two. And I'm a newly trained hypnobirthing practitioner. My husband works abroad, so we spend a lot of time away and change in routine and things like that a lot. Um, Okay, so the main rule of the Non-Perfect Parents Club is no judgment allowed. Have you ever felt judged in your parenting and can you tell us about it? So, absolutely yes. Um, Multiple things, multiple times. Um, I feel like I've got quite a lot to say today on all the questions (laughs) um but for a start um a massive one for me was breastfeeding Mm -hmm. um all throughout my pregnancy it was will you breastfeed are you gonna breastfeed and then as soon as I had the baby it was when will you start breastfeeding Mm. um and I just had a lot of comments like you don't want a clingy baby yeah um how do you know if she's feeding enough and I just I felt confident that she was putting on the right amount of weight and that she was feeding yeah. enough. Because at that stage, we didn't really have trouble sleeping because we were just... I was just happy with feeding and having two-hour naps. and Yeah. I was happy with it. Um, and I just felt there was a lot of um, comments externally yeah. that I didn't need. Yeah. That then would make me second-guess myself. I was going to say, how did that make you feel? Did you feel, like, confident enough in yourself as a mother or did it affect how you... I did in some ways, but then I also ended up combo feeding, which I did Mm -hmm. regret. Right. Because I felt like I did it so that my family could join in and give bottles because I didn't like expressing. Yeah. And then she... Hard work expressing, isn't it? I know, yeah. It's... And for me, and because Joe was away for a little bit, yeah, of course, it was easy for me to just breastfeed, yeah. and I'm a big um, cold sleeper as well. Yeah. So it wasn't a problem for me to just have like a resting feed and lie in bed with her. Yeah. It was easy. I didn't have to yeah. piss about getting bottles yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So then when I wa- and then when I did introduce some bottles, I kind of thought, oh, like my parents and everyone want to join in and. Mm-hmm. And then I thought maybe it will be handy if I want a drink. Yeah. Because because then there's that balance of what if I want a night off. Yeah. But then um, then she got really bad constipation, and then right. you know when you're like, I knew I should have trusted my yeah, gut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should I should have just. And what's yeah. one glass of wine gonna do anyway? Yeah. Um, 
And then I also found a lot of pressure off people um, to have a sleep in through the night from such a young age, Mm -hmm. which the first few months didn't bother me. I was just running off. I was high on oxytocin, which is the love hormone, which you get a lot when you're breastfeeding. But then she cut her first two teeth at three months. Right. And by nine months, she had six teeth. Wow. So we just weren't sleeping. Yeah. You know, you can try all the Calpol and all the Ambisol yeah. in the world, but if they're in pain and they just want cuddled, yeah. you know. Um, and the thing is, like, what's wrong with... If they want cuddling, what's wrong with cuddling? I think we're, we're so conditioned to... Nope, they should be in the, in the yeah. cart separate. And... You know it's, the difference between a whingy cry yeah. and a, I need my mum cry. Yeah, that's it. And, and why, if, why should we stop them from having that comfort if that's what they want? I know, because, like, I hate it when me and Joe aren't together and we're not in yeah. the same bed. Yeah. So And, like, they're just an innocent little yeah. baby. Um. So, and we'd go through phases where she would have, like, a perfect routine and she'd sleep through and she might wake up a couple of times, but obviously I would manage with that. Yeah. Um, but then we'd go through phases where she wouldn't sleep at all. None mm-hmm. of us would get any sleep. Yeah. And my only solution was putting her in my bed. And yeah. even my husband, if you'd have spoke to him about co-sleeping before he became a parent, he'd be like, oh, no, it's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even now he'll say to his mates in the pub, if your baby's crying, just oh. put them in bed. Because oh. <laughs> even, like, you don't want to see your own baby upset. No, not and um, there was recently on on social media that photo, and it had someone had asked the the child to draw a photo of safe. Oh yes, I saw that. And it that. was just it was them the, in the middle of the bed. In the middle wasn't of the it? bed, yeah. yeah. And um, most of the time, I might put her in her own bed, and then at three in the morning she might come and get in with me. But yeah, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's happy and I wouldn't ever want her to not feel loved Yeah. and I, I honestly don't believe in it's making a rod for your own back mm-hmm. because I feel like from experience now sometimes she, like last night she slept right through, she yeah. was happy there was no issues, Yeah. if she's got a cold, if she's poorly, if she's got a bug, yeah. if she's teething she just needs me and yeah. it doesn't affect her when she does sleep right through mm-hmm. It's just that they're not supposed to sleep yeah. right through every single night. No. They're not robots, they're yeah, babies. It. And I think there's... I was very much like... The, the way that I was kind of brought up and this is what you did from, like, all, all my families, you know, it, it was the very strict routine, you leave them to cry, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so I was a little bit like that with my eldest, but then I kind of from everything that I've done with this and everything that I've looked into and researched and that, it's like, it. if the more comfort they get from you and the more secure attachment they've got, yeah. the more, like, fulfilled they are as a person and confident and... And they anything, can regulate themselves yes, and feel... Yeah. Yeah. If anything, it does the opposite to what everyone says, I think. If, I totally agree. Because yeah. the more loved kids are less likely to... I believe go out and be destructive or yep. grow up and be yeah shit partners yeah and it just secures everything about that connection you have with them yeah I'm a big believer in that um sorry I've thrown you off track there no not at all <laughs> not at all um it's true 
But um, what else was I going to say? I've just made a couple of notes. Anything else that you've been judged yeah. on? Um, there was. It was mainly like sleeping and breastfeeding and mm -hmm. things like that that I personally felt it, and it's probably because I was. You have that over your head like everything needs to be perfect yeah. which is just unrealistic and yeah, totally. like I say they're just little babies and we're just humans but I just think the way that people give advice needs to be navigated in such a different way yeah. if you are not asked don't give it yeah. and if you really really feel like there's something that you could say that could help one of your friends mm -hmm. If you're going to send that text anyway, start it by saying something like, it might not work for you. Yes. This, it did, Yeah. Tr you could try this, yeah. no harm in giving it a try, if yeah. not, no worries, but you could give it a try and then you could just say something like, but I know how hard it is. Yeah. You're trying your best. Yeah. And if you need a moan, I'm here. Yeah. Because there were... There were times where I would have someone who said, oh, I heard that you're not sleeping at the minute. And I'd got like, oh, sleep training worked for us. Do this. This worked for me. Blah, blah. And yeah. I was like, I didn't ask. Yeah, I didn't yeah. ask. <laughs> Just because I'm not sleeping didn't say I'm mm -hmm. struggling. Yeah, of yeah. course it was hard and I was knackered and all I wanted was a full night's sleep. Yeah. But she was teething. There was just nothing I could do. Yeah. And I think it's that thing of if you're going to give advice, you have to accept that whoever you're giving advice to doesn't have to take it. You can give advice with, you know, meaning as well as as you want, but it doesn't mean to say that that person is going to take it or that it works for them. I think you've got to... Yeah, totally agree. I think there's this thing of when we're giving advice we just expect people to take that on board and try it because it worked for us and it's just being aware that everyone is so different and, and every baby is different yeah. and every family dynamics different yeah. every child's different every setup and i also think they either know they're being judgmental and they think oh you're doing it wrong yeah yeah that's a good point or they have no idea and they're just being unaware about yeah. it and they just think that the way they're doing it is the right way. Yeah. But there isn't a right no, way. No, that's it. There isn't. Because there's like 8 billion people out there. Yeah. I'm sure that we... <laughs> and how can there be a right way when everyone is different? Every parent's yeah. different. Every child's different. Like you say, every family dynamic's different. Because otherwise there wouldn't be like a million different books, podcasts no. and blogs yeah. to say... <laughs> The five top tips yeah. that got my baby sleeping through the night. Like, fuck off. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. Um, so anything else that you felt judged on? Or are you ready to move on to the next question? Yeah, I'm ready to move on to the next question. Okay. How do you feel about parenting? Good, bad? Has it changed you? Have you any regrets? So everyone always says that's quite a full-on question. There's lots of uh, bits to that. but It is, but I respect that there's a lot to it because I feel like I've got quite a lot to say. Oh, okay. So I'm very grateful to be a mum. Mm -hmm. It is hard. It is time-consuming. Sometimes I just need a minute, which yeah. I'm sure we all do. <laughs> and I'm probably guilty of not saying it enough because mm -hmm. I think we're all guilty of just not asking for help. Yeah. Um, when we need it 
Um, I think it's way more intense for mums. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super tiring. However, I do feel like it's changed my life for the better because I've got more self-boundaries. I've got more of a routine for myself. Um, my priorities in life have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how me and my husband parent together. And I... Um, before I had Aura, I was just all over the place and yeah. I'd be doing this with my friends, doing that with my friends, going here last minute, yeah. not really eating healthily, not focusing on anything, whereas I do feel like having her has forced me to prioritise myself yeah. so that I can be a good mum yeah, for her. Yeah. And it's like sometimes you needed them more than they need you. Yeah, totally. Even though it's so hard, Yeah, you just... She and I think she's brought out like the best in me because I'm I've definitely changed. Yeah, I'm a total different person. Yeah, but I, for the better, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I re- my so for the regret part of the question, um, I regret putting pressure on myself to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about mum guilt when you're pregnant. Yeah, and it's one thing I do struggle with I feel guilty for everything if there's any sort of like even though I know deep down sometimes she might just have a cold so she's not settling tonight I'll think it's because I didn't take her out this morning it's because I've sat on the sofa (laughs) and then I'll just think I and I and even Joe will say to me she's just a baby like it's fine (laughs) like you're a good mum but then sometimes I'm just in my own head of like but it's my responsibility. I should have done that. And I should have taken yeah. her out so she had a nap at 12. But, like, if she didn't nap at 12, so what? Yeah. And I can it. I can look back and say that. It's just yeah. at the time when it's 9 o'clock at night and your kid's bouncing. And you're in that moment. And you're like, please, go to sleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you just think, it's all my fault. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the morning, you have your coffee and you're fine. Yeah. yeah. Or you might not be. Yeah. But, um... So, yeah, I just need to stop feeling guilty for just the little things mm-hmm. and remind myself and all the other mums, I'm just a human and she's just a little person. Yeah. And every day doesn't have to be the same. Yeah, that's it. And I think that's probably a really key point there as well because, I mean, you don't... You hear comments and stuff, but I've never actually heard it said like that before. Like, okay. every day is different, isn't it? Yeah. Not every day is going to be the same and we... We put these routines on our children and on us. Yeah. And that's it's impossible to sustain, isn't it, really? Yeah, like, it is. We're not, we're not like, military yeah. institutionalised. And going off topic a little bit as well, I think even, like, with eating, sometimes you might think, oh, my God, they've not had enough veg today. Yeah. But then sometimes... Smell, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes we just don't have a big appetite. Yeah. Because, like, I think I've that is one thing I've stopped stressing over because I know one day she'll eat loads. Because mm-hmm. she is, I am lucky she is a very good eater. She's got mm-hmm. a good appetite and she'll eat whatever's in front of her. But sometimes she just might not be as hungry as others. Yeah. And I think just being like, well, sometimes I might not want spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I can't ask her if she so, wants no. that. Yeah. That's so it. Um, I think we just put pressure on ourselves. We do. And I think with routine as well, like routine is such a key thing because that they obviously can't tell the time when they're younger. So routine is important in that respect for them to know what's happening and stuff. But then 
if we're so strict with a routine, which I've been guilty of myself when they were small, I think that adds to the monotonous day for us. And yeah. that can make it... Is that what makes it harder for us? Is Because we're, we're setting ourselves in a box and then it's like, yeah. oh no, I'm having and to go out yeah. of these lines now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because then you're restricting yourself almost. Yeah. Yeah, I think there needs to be some sort of balance between having like a a rough routine yeah but don't worry but, if you're yeah, going yeah. out of it yeah yeah because i love routine for myself mm-hmm. especially because like i said before becoming yeah. a mum, i didn't i was self-employed and i worked all over the shop and i don't think it was good for me yeah whereas now i love knowing where i'm at yeah i yeah. like having her in nursery a couple of days just so that we like have them days where we get up mm-hmm. i think it sets us up for the rest yeah, of the yeah. week but then at the same time, ju- if there is that one night that she doesn't do the bath bottle yeah. in bed, don't... Yeah, yeah, don't stress about don't it. Don't stress about yeah. it. Because, yeah, they're not going to remember that, are they? No, that's it. They're just going to remember. I was sat watching Rapunzel yeah. with my mum, <laughs> yeah. buzzing. That's it. <laughs> I think sometimes you have to look for those key moments like that. Like, I'm, I'm a bit of a nightmare with routine and time and stuff and I I think because we need it for our mental health yeah and it's good to have a bit of structure yeah and I think I guess sometimes I probably take that structure a little bit too far um but like you say it's those moments that aren't the routine that they'll remember yeah and I often have to remind myself of that and think oh no like one of the big things for me is I want them to remember stuff like that and that's what I want them to look back on their childhoods and think oh we did this and we did that um, I think it's good in ways because I respect. I'm just going off topic again, but I respect that my mum had certain routine and rules with yeah. us, and she was so strict in some ways, but then not in others. Yeah. And now I understand that because it was like you know you you were polite, and if we were in public, yeah, we yeah. said please and thank you. But then there were certain things that, not that she wasn't bothered, but she'd kind of let us play and let us go yeah. wild, and then <laughs> it's. I think you understand that. She wanted us to go to bed at a certain time so that yeah. we were up for school in the morning. Yeah. So I understand that now no, as a yeah, parent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anything else to add to that question? I don't think so. No? Okay. Is there anything in your life that has shaped how you parent that you're happy to talk about? Any situations, circumstances that have affected this? Yeah, so I feel like I could say a lot on this. I'll Mm -hmm. try and not go off too much. (laughs) Because I feel like this question could be a podcast in itself. Yeah. But I'm very, very grateful to have a loving family with a lot of women in it. Mm -hmm. And I've learned a lot from all the women in my family. Especially my mum, who I'm lucky is like an amazing mum. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time helping with my little cousins growing up and I loved being like the big cousin yeah. helping with the nappies and playing with them and being a little busybody and <laughs> I, I loved it and I think all of that has had a big influence on how I parent mm-hmm. because we're all so loving and I've had a lot of examples yeah so I am lucky in that respect and I'd say that it's given me confidence to just always go back to my gut with what Laura needs mm-hmm. Um, and sort of knowing that everything doesn't always have to be behind the book but like we said before have that rough structure but without being too sat on it but then also going 
down a different avenue, I feel lucky to have a gay brother and black friends who have all made me more aware of different lived experiences they've had. Yeah. Because I want Aura to grow up knowing that she can just be whoever she wants. Yeah. But I also want her to have like empathy and compassion and humility mm -hmm. and just be open to differences because yeah. it just breaks my heart that a lot of people today still experience like racism and homophobia and things like that and how cruel the world can be. Yeah. And I wouldn't ever want any like old fashioned beliefs to condition her little loving yeah. mind. Because they're just so innocent, aren't they? They are, yeah. And I think we live in such a diverse world. It's important to for kids to grow up valuing themselves, but other people. Yes, definitely. Yeah. 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 No, that's yeah, <laughs> massive, massive point there. And I think at the end of the day, not just as parents but as adults, we're role models to the next generation. Yes. And if we don't promote values like that, yeah, how are they gonna know? Yeah, you know, and if you've got if you've got a diverse family network or friendship group, then they're obviously gonna experience that. But yeah. if you haven't, which there is a lot of people that don't, yeah, and there how, are a lot of areas that are less yeah. likely to have a diverse community yeah. or whatever. If if the if children aren't seeing that, they're not you know if it's not promoted to them and in the right way yeah that it's that's just going to continue they're not going to know are they they're not going to yeah. have understanding and as a, and as awful as judgmental this sounds usually like if something is said that like a nasty comment mm -hmm. from a child you know that they've heard that from the parents yes. yeah so it's like and do you know what that is something that really really bugs me like if the kids, if the girls come home and usually my youngest and says, oh, such and such said this. And I just think like, well, where have they got that from? Yeah. And why, why are they even saying that? Like if I found out, cause my, my girls aren't innocent by any means, but if no, I found course, out yeah. they were saying something like that, like, well, you know, something horrible, I would be pulling them up on it and explaining and saying, you know, you don't say that to other people. Yeah. Because if, if they're doing it unintentionally and it's kind of like what they've heard and then you can pull them yeah. and correct them on yeah, it. Yeah. But then when a child is doing it intentionally to hurt yes. someone... That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously that's just probably a lot of lessons and things that you have to go to being a parent. Yeah. Because you're not just a mum, are you? You're no. a teacher, a nurse. Yeah. You're and everything, everything else, yeah. a cook, yeah. every, a cleaner, yeah. everything that goes with it. So... Um, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. No, <laughs> a really, lot to be aware of. I really of. like that answer, yeah. Thank I think you. that's, um, I don't think anyone else has talked about, like, diversity like that on the podcast yet. We've had, like, snippets and stuff, but, yeah. I, again, I think that's a really important point. Yeah, because even just the conversations that I have with my brother's friends and the people, like, in the yeah. gay community, it just opens your mind up, and I think it's had a, it's made made me a lot more empathetic to yeah. certain situations yeah, yeah. and um not close-minded by yeah. it or ignorant to it yeah that's it okay um what is your biggest value when it comes to parenting so 
when it comes to parenting, my biggest value would be like teamwork. Mm-hmm. And I either get a lot of support of my husband or my mum, mm-hmm. and I couldn't do it without either of them. Yeah. Um, if we're away, it's usually just me and Joe. Yeah. And if I'm at home, my mum does spend a lot of time with us in the UK. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful to be in a position where I've I've got them. And even though I spend so much time just me and Aura, and I'm obviously her primary mm-hmm. carer because yeah. my husband works, and I am lucky that I don't have to be employed right now, and I do want to be at home with her. Mm-hmm. You, I think you still need that support and that teamwork when it comes to parenting. Yeah. I feel for anyone who is a single parent because it must be hard. Yeah. Because there are, like, times in the middle of the night where Aura might just be unsettled and I don't want to leave her. So, Joe, he might not know what she wants or he might. He might just... I might say, can you just go and get her a juice? And then yeah. I don't have to, so, like, yeah, leave yeah. her then. Um, and I'm... Lo- well, I, I say I'm lucky, but I suppose that's what parents are for, aren't we? That's our job, to work together to find what she needs. Mm-hmm. And, um, and same when I'm in the UK, like, my mum might be tidying up downstairs while I get her get her in the bath and I just think without even just little things like if I am putting her to bed and I'm knackered and it's mm-hmm. been a long day just having someone to bring you like yeah. a glass of juice yeah, upstairs because yeah. it's only when you're in the house on your own you think oh if only someone was here now yeah or you drop the dummy and you're like yeah <laughs> where is it where's the emergency yeah. one and you just need someone else to yeah. root it from down the side of the yeah, bed yeah. and she's not like a hard baby she's i think she's a good a good little girl and she's easy but there's just them moments where yeah. you need someone else That's, you always need support it doesn't matter what you know what's going on or what your child's like you always need that support don't you yeah Definitely. I think I saw. I think I saw on. I don't know if will it have been your Instagram or something like. That. I think I'd Probably. seen a, a a picture. I can't remember when it was. And had your mum tidied up your front room or something yeah. for you? Yeah. And I just I saw that and I just thought, oh, that is so lovely. Yeah. And everyone just everyone needs support like that, don't they? Yeah. Like I really feel for the people that don't don't have that kind of support yeah, i am lucky because like there was just toys everywhere yeah. there was probably like we a bit <laughs> smudged into the sofa like obviously we like a clean house but it's not always realistic no. is it and, and going going off topic a little mm-hmm. bit i'm very big into like skincare and looking after myself mm-hmm. and like just feeling nice about myself but lately i feel like my self-care has become Washing up before yeah. I go to bed, yeah. so I don't have to be stressed in the morning. Yeah, because on the days that you don't, you're like, oh, oh I wish I'd have done that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> even though sometimes you just can't be honest. <laughs> yeah. And then also, even on the days that you don't get a chance to do it, yeah. just stop picking at yourself. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, so much to say. There is. <laughs> Could talk all day. I know. <laughs> what has been your biggest challenge so far? So, two things came up for me mm-hmm. for this uh, topic. The first one is teething. Okay. Um, it was the hardest for me personally. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was um, a combination of that's when I'd stopped breastfeeding, so maybe she weren't sleeping as good. Yeah. 
and I wasn't having that automatic, oh, just put her on the boob. Yeah, yeah. That just helped me yeah. so much from the start. <laughs> and we were just sleeping fine then. And I was, like I say, I was high off all the oxytocin. Yeah. We just was in a buzz. Um, but because she was teething so much and she, she had a lot of teeth very young, there was just... It felt like I didn't sleep for like three months. Oh, God. I remember Joe's nana saying to me, and because I just didn't really talk about it, I would yeah. to some people, but not. I wouldn't ring Joe's nana and moan about yeah. it. Yeah. But she said to me, "Oh, she's doing, she's doing well, isn't she, with the teeth?" I said, <laughs> "Ellen, I've not slept for three months." <laughs> I was like, "Well, I mean, she's doing as well as she can." <laughs> but she's I've been doing well. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I've been like crying in the night. Like, what am I supposed to do? Oh. And then. Obviously, everyone says, give them Ambasol, give them Bongella, give them Calpol, and it does work. I suppose it helps a bit. The biggest thing for me would be, as well, just while I'm on this topic, I would give her a little bit of Ambasol because she wouldn't have her bowl because her teeth was hurting so much. And then I would put some Calpol in her juice and then get it in her, and then we'd manage (laughs) to get a few hours sleep then. Oh, God. But, yeah, that was... That was hard yeah. because, like I say, just not sleeping. I think when you're not sleeping, yeah, you, it just makes you so emotional, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It just affects everything, doesn't it? And I, I think you'd be lying if you say, like, as a mum, most of us take everything personal, don't we? Yeah. So then when you're tired yeah. and yeah. then you take everything personal, you're just <laughs> yeah. an emotional wreck. Um, and then my second thing on this topic is um, reminding myself it's okay to have things for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I feel so guilty around this area because all the women in my family have always worked. Mm-hmm. But because I've been doing um, a lot of training on like birth work and hypnobirthing mm-hmm. and I've had a lot of assignments and coursework and things to do lately, I feel guilty taking time out from being a mum for myself mm-hmm. even though it gets me so excited and I, I know it's a good thing yeah I'm like it's just that um I suppose goes back to that whole patriarchal we yeah. should just sit at home so, and deal yeah. with it yeah and we kind of we were talking before the podcast when right? we kind yeah. of touched on this and it is that it's that view of what our role is um when that isn't actually the case like it yeah we're not just mums and we're not just here to raise the children and keep the house we are individual human beings as well yeah because I think I definitely think that could be a whole other podcast in itself (laughs) but I think one thing into parenthood and being a mother I think even though I will, all I wanted for so long was to get married and have kids and mm-hmm. things, and not that everyone should do that because it's not everyone's path. Yeah. But then even though I absolutely love it and I love being at home and I love being able to like make a nice tea for us all mm-hmm. and spending all the time with her, sometimes I don't even I get in my own head and I think I don't just want to be the wife. Yeah. But that's my own belief that the wife just sits at home and does this. Yeah. And I definitely get in my own head about that yeah and then I remind myself no I can do all these passions that I've got which I'm excited about yeah and also try and remind myself that 
I do want to work hard on this new venture that I'm going into because then I want my daughter to grow up and do what she wants. Because yeah. then if you're not fulfilled, mm -hmm. you can get a lot of resentment. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And I think it's that thing yeah. as well, isn't it? If you feel fulfilled and you're doing stuff that you love as well as being a mum, like you are a better mum then because... Yeah. You feel better about yourself. It brings a whole a whole load of stuff for you as an individual that then helps you, not just as a role model, but as a parent as well. Yeah, and I don't think that's spoken about enough, actually, because no. it's either you're just like a workaholic mum or mm -hmm. it's very, like, polarised, isn't it? Yeah. There's no... Very one or the other, isn't it? And, and I think for, for, like, even though our paths are different but similar as in our work is kind of mm -hmm. slotted in... Yeah, yeah. It... You just want to, like, forge your own path and know mm -hmm. that I don't have to, like, do what she's done or yeah. do what they've done. Yeah. I can just try and balance mm -hmm. it on my own journey. Yeah. And, I mean, it's like we were talking about before as well, yeah. wasn't it? That that balance when you're creative like we are. Yeah. It's really hard to even find a balance because you're being mum. Yeah. But then your brain doesn't kind of fit into being mum and having your free time your brain just your works brain all doesn't the time think, <laughs> on monday when she's at nursery yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna get a really good idea for the business to do this yeah your brain does it on a thursday night when they're not going to bed <laughs> yeah. you've not made tea and you've probably yeah. ordered a pizza the house is a mess and you're like oh my god i've got this really good idea yeah. everything's flowing yeah they're kicking off and then you just sat there thinking oh, i really want to do this yeah and then you think and it's nothing against any men, but, like, my husband can go to work and not feel guilty. Yeah. Because that's his job. Yeah. So when he's at work, he can clock out of parenting. Yes. Yeah. But we can't. No. And I don't think that's anything we can change. Mm -hmm. I just think it's just in us to worry about everything all yeah, at the same time. And me and my husband have this let's say a conversation all yeah, the time oh, I, I maybe have the conversation at him <laughs> um about how he can just go to work and he's not thinking about all oh, right well I've got to finish work at this time to do pickup I've got to then go here and got to slot his work in they and don't have that anticip anticipation no. yeah. and I think it was it was maybe I don't know if it was a school holidays or the first teacher strike maybe but the, the girls are off I mean my eldest now she can kind of sort herself out um but obviously my youngest can't and I'd remember he said something just like oh ju just the expectation that I would just not go into work on that day and look after my youngest because my job's slightly and more and then flexible. it gets you so angry yeah and I actually said to him I said I wish I had the privilege of being able to just go to work at night for nine o'clock and come home when I'm done because yeah. I can't do that I have to not only slot my hours around the school run but also around anything else like days off and school holidays and, and stuff accommodate your job yeah yeah which I think and I don't think it had even I don't think it even entertained that thought <laughs> like <Yeah>. sometimes <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna listen but sometimes I think they forget to appreciate that yeah and I did listen to, it was a video I saw on Instagram and I think it was Michelle Obama and she'd said something that her, their marriage was great and she said, and it wasn't that parenting was hard or that it made them not love each other. She'd said something like, before motherhood and parenthood, 
she would go and see her friends and if he was yeah. working away she'd make herself busy and if he was going for a haircut she would do this and then and it was so true what she said she said and then when you're you're both parents and you're at home and they're going oh i'm going for a haircut yeah. and then you think oh yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. I've been selling the house all day, and you're like clinging onto those. Yeah. They'll be home in a minute. Yeah, I won't be on yeah. my own. Yeah. And then they come in and go, "I'm going for a haircut," and you think, mm. if I was to book in a hair appointment, I would arrange childcare. Yeah. Or I would, I would probably two weeks in advance say, on Saturday when you're off work, do you mind if it's I like book in for ask, that? Don't we? And then they yeah. just get home from work and say, "All right, love, I'm, I'm, yeah. go- I'm going for a haircut." Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, no. And even times where when I when she was teething and I was struggling and he would say, I'd say, oh, we need a bit of shopping. Because mm-hmm. um, when we're away, I don't have my licence there at the minute, which I am getting. Mm-hmm. I um, would say, oh, we need some shopping. And he would say, like, oh, I'll just get it on the way home. And I'm yeah. like, no, I just need to get yeah. out of the house. <laughs> yeah. I want to go and get it. Yeah, yeah. And because I'm so used to having that independence of just yeah. having an just hour out the house. Go, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, there's lots that we could kind of. There's loads. So, like you say, that's a, a different podcast. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should do that. Maybe we should set that up as well. And um, <laughs> Definitely. Because I think that could be a, a really good good one to do. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Before we go off on a Swiftly a on. <laughs> So, last question now. What do you wish you could change about parenting in general, as in for everyone? So, I'll admit, this is a hard question, as mm-hmm. everyone's life is different, mm-hmm. no one's circumstances are the same, and no one's children or family dynamic is the same. But I suppose understanding and accepting that in itself is helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we just need to take the pressure off ourselves. Yeah. I'm not excluding all dads here because I'm sure there's plenty out there who do just as much as mums, but majority, when it comes to parenting, it is us mums that just know, yeah, quote-unquote. So we tend to do more when it comes to that parenting role and the motherhood role. And I think as mums, we need to just take the pressure off and stop comparing ourselves, which I suppose we've spoken about already. Mm-hmm. And just remind ourselves that not everything has to be perfect. I've actually, like, becoming a parent, I've started to hate the word perfect because you realise that nothing is. Mm-hmm. Everyone's perfect is different. Yeah. Um, and I just think each parent needs to figure out what works for them and stick with that. And if yeah. the children are safe and happy and <clears throat> loved, do what works for you. Yeah. Because otherwise you can just beat yourself up and I think we all yeah do that, especially when we're tired. <laughs> yeah, definitely we all do and we're all, we see other people, don't we, and see what they're doing and we, we kind of think, oh, do we need to do that? Are we doing it right? And like you say, just to quote you, I think that's really, really good that everyone's perfect is different. Yeah, definitely. Because oh, I've just lost the thought I was going to say there. <laughs> Um, what was I going to say I just think because like every child is different mm-hmm. there's, you, there's it's good to get advice and it's good to yeah. read certain things but sometimes you do just have to just do what what yeah. you're doing yeah. and um, trust your instincts 
Yeah, and that's what I was going to bring up. Like, mum's getting overstimulated. Yes. Oh, my God, that could be a whole other podcast as well, couldn't it? Because that is just like... <laughs> that's a huge thing, isn't it? That yeah. I don't think is talked about as much either. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Thank you very much. If you've enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to follow, review and share with other parents you know. You can now listen on Apple, Spotify, Amazon and I think Google. I just need someone to check that for me. So let me know if you can find me on Google Podcasts. Um, if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, please get in touch with me via any of my social media channels, website or email. Thank you, Molly, for joining me on today's podcast. It's been great to have you. And thank you to everyone for listening.